0: Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We are doing a First Friday release. This is a Fred Loves KC. And one of the things all of you know about me is that I love to bicycle. So cycling is one of my, I call it a serious hobby. And so I get asked a lot, what is your favorite bicycle shop? I get people ask me all the time where to go for a bicycle shop. So. I thought I'd start with my favorite and only bicycle shop that I go to in Kansas City, and that is Cycle City. And I'm here today with the owner, Joe Fox. And thank you, Joe, Joe, for joining yeah, us. Absolutely. Yeah, and thank you for having me. Yeah, this it. is awesome. So Joe and I have known each other quite a long while, and I'm going to have Joe tell his story about how what he remembers of meeting me. All right and maybe some of our early cycling together and experiences together.
1: Um, It's probably been, I think we figured out about 16 years um, since we met and initially met riding and racing on the road. So that was a a type of discipline that that obviously we were both interested in. Um, It was probably the most popular discipline in Kansas City at the time was road racing or um, criterium racing was the big thing that we both did. Um, I was still in school at KU at the time, and uh, we had a collegiate, you know, kind of club team. So, um, you know, a handful of us that raced there kind of interacted with other club riders um, from the City area, and, and Fred was of them. You were with Cowtown probably at the time? Yeah, okay. Cowtown. Um, so a handful of mutual friends, guys that you were racing with and guys that I was racing with, and that was probably our first interaction, I'm guessing, it was a Spring Fling my guess yeah Lawrence, um, maybe some local in you know, Kansas City or local crit or something like that. Right. So we both kind of came into the ranks and up through the ranks at the same time. Yeah, so here's my big question. I, I actually don't know the
0: answer. Did I ever beat you in a crit? Probably.
1: I would think. <laughs> I would think. We were both we were both pretty <laughs> novice at the time. Yeah. Um, that is a good question. I would imagine so. I'm sure. I'm sure there's something in there that that you definitely had a yeah. higher finish in a race. I was racing pretty. I, did, so. I was racing pretty
0: good in Spring Fling, and when we first met, I was about when I was in my best shape. Yeah, you know, but then I kind of started tapering off, and then you started. Yeah. Going that crazy. there came a to, point when I couldn't well. even stay on your wheel. <laughs> at some point, you know, yeah. but we all go through those. Anyway, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so we. I remember I, somebody had given me an old Cannondale touring frame. Mm-hmm. Just gave it to me for free. Uh, I went, went out and rode it a few times on the road, and I noticed there were some people that just went flying by me. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I thought I got to figure out how to get this bike go faster. And I remember bringing it into what 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 was it called back when it was on Prairie Cycle City. Roads. Cycle City yeah. was, the yeah. it was, it, was the name of it. it yeah. yeah, and. I think, I think Ryan Halloran was working. Ryan yeah, Halloran would have been working there. And, and I, I said, how do I get this thing? bike to go faster? And he looked at me and he says, well, maybe you need to get faster. Yeah, you know? yeah. there's definitely two, <laughs> two ways. <laughs> the bike has a big part, but the, the motor or the rider but is the bigger part. We did actually put, you know, different, like different wheels mm-hmm. and, you Pull know, beefed it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And I got to where I could almost hang, but then i get dropped and I found out that like my my bike was like 25 pounds even souped up yeah and
1: 16, everybody else that i was trying bikes.
0: to stay with were on 16 pound yeah. bikes right yeah. and it makes a big difference so finally when i went to a 16 pound bike a can a, a cannondale road bike all of a sudden i was hanging yeah. Yeah, it was kind of cool yep. um let's see you what year did you guys start cycle city 04, april of 04.
1: and you were a ku mm-hmm. student when oh, you so started at the time we had, I had a partner here at the shop and we kind of got it going and had two good service managers, Ryan and Jean, who kind of helped us. And Gene and Ryan going. are both still both helping here. out part yeah. time. That's yeah. amazing. Here, almost yeah, 17 years, six, years
0: later. Yeah, knows. 17 years yeah. later. You started out doing criteriums mostly, mm-hmm.
1: some road yep. races. Yep. and You were on the Ku squad. Yep. Was Brian Jensen on that squad as well? Or he was out going as I was incoming. Okay. Him and Adam Mills, and we had a little bit of overlap with a couple of those guys. Yeah. Uh, some, Steve some, Schneller you know there were some stronger riders yeah. and those at that some names that the cycling audience would yeah. know. the
0: competitive cycling yep. audience yep. would know yeah um, um and then after KU did
1: you jump into the shop full-time at that point I did yeah, yeah. so it was um I guess spring of 05 is when I really started All right? gosh yeah yeah it's about a year later when I was 05. really working, working full-time right. and and riding about as much as I could as well right. too, but um, yeah, we, we were there for almost five years, and we've been here in this location for almost eleven years. Okay, so. yeah, and we're in Parkville, just uh, just a
0: little north of downtown Parkville, in the is this called what's this whole complex Parkville called Commons? It? Parkville yeah. Commons, yeah. So you started criterium and road racing mm-hmm. with KU, then you. Then you started your own club team mm-hmm. with yep. Cycle City. Yeah, after that, there. right? Yep. And you did you did road races and criteriums. Why don't you explain to people the difference between a road race and a criterium? Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, a road race is generally one is a longer event, it can be anywhere from thirty to you know sixty, seventy miles um, out on out on the open roads. So you know, not necessarily with traffic, but you know, you kind of a, a rolling road event um, through just natural road terrain. So a uh, Criterium is shorter lapped courses. Um, they're usually give or take a mile and you'll race for time. Oftentimes you'll race, you know, 40 minutes or 50 minutes. Um, and it's basically the most number of laps that you can do in, in that time period. So Criterium is a lot uh, lot faster paced, a lot more aggressive, um, you know, generally oftentimes come down to a sprint finish, you know, with you know, multiple riders of a whole bunch sprinting at the end. That um, was just a, definitely a more thrilling event, I think. So they're more fun to watch. They're very. Um, more crashes. More crashes. Tear up definitely. all my nice bikes. <laughs> yeah, definitely more crashes. Uh, a lot more spectator friendly. Um, yeah, I, I prefer criteriums personally, but you get to a certain level and that you gotta yeah you gotta just have it or you don't (laughs) yeah the fastest crit that i ever did
0: was out in st louis on lafayette square yeah under the lights it's a flat big square course and on i averaged 28 and a half miles an hour on one crit which was the fastest i'd ever done and i think we sprinted up to close to 40 on that finish Mm -hmm. you know crazy stuff um so you kind of went from uh, psych uh, From road races and criteriums, then you kind of started changing up your racing. Yeah,
1: i evolved. Uh, actually, mountain biking was what got me into originally. I started riding mountain bikes. In, okay. Um, around 2000, I guess, and uh-huh. then that kind of got me into road. My very Did you first, do mountain bike races? I did. My very first mountain, first bike race was God's Country over in uh, Lawrence. Okay. In old Chris Locke race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, um, Probably O one, maybe O two, okay. but I didn't really stick with. You know I just did it for fun. I had a buddy in high school. For right, we rode together, and then raced a little bit of mountain bike through KU, um, and and mostly road stuff, and then kind of got back into mountain biking. I put my name in the hat. My name hat for uh, Ludville one hundred. So I raced it in O six, I think. Oh, uh, this is a huge race. And hard to get into. Yeah, yeah. Especially Lance, now. Lance Armstrong has done it. Yeah, so I was. Floyd Landis has done it, right? All kinds so of big, big names out yeah. there for sure. Um, so raced it, and and then that kind of continued to evolve into more off road stuff. A lot of gravel racing, um, a lot of ultra and dist- distance mm-hmm. events, both on on and off road. Really. Yeah. So any, anything at the time it was the longer the better for me was what suited me. Yeah. So I went. I went from. Um,
0: road and criteriums to I got in I did a few cross races yeah yeah where you have to mount and dismount a cross bike which is a hybrid bike yeah. similar to a gravel bike yeah, yeah. Um, and then I went from there to gravel racing mm-hmm. and then I went from gravel racing and finally Scott Scott Rogers got me in the yeah. mountain bike so like my first mountain bike race was BT Epic, which was okay, which was Yeah, that's a good first one. Tough one to start, <laughs> yeah. Man. yeah. Fifty you miles know, and yeah, tough trails. Fifty plus and yeah, get yeah, kicked my butt, mm-hmm. man. Some big climbs in there too. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, but you tell people a little bit. We you have done some incredible endurance a events. A long
1: way. Like this <laughs> dude
0: is superhuman endurance
1: guy feel like it's a lifetime. Ago. <laughs> yeah, um, probably the big the big one that kind of got me going into it was Dirty Kansas. Yeah, it's kind of the the, the granddaddy of all the gravel events. It's a 200 mile yeah. um, gravel race. that started in, in Portia, Kansas. In the Flint Hills. Um, in Flint Hills. I think this is- I finished it three times. I finished it three times. Um, you've done it. I finished it 10. 10, uh, ten finishes. Plus you've done the 350. Yep, it's a third of the 350. Yeah. Um, and gosh, three years ago now. Yeah, yeah. this um, is elite. Air right was, here. That was we're a Three hundred fifty miles on a bike is a long time to be pedaling a bike. S- Some Period. people have said <laughs> that
0: the DK two hundred is one of the toughest one day oh, for sure. bike events in the world. Yeah, I'd say so. Like even even compared with the one day classics in Europe, yeah. except. And the only reason why it might compare is because you have to run your own support yeah you don't have support vehicles yeah but the terrain classics. you know
1: the terrain is just as challenging as you're going to see in in france or italy you know there's yeah. so many pros that come over for this now because it's yeah. it you know what they're racing 130 140 miles over there with support cars and teams and everything yeah. now they're adding another 70 80 miles to it and racing it more or less by themselves or with two or three other riders it's cool to see what the the pointy end of that race looks like these yeah. things. totally, totally different. Well, um,
0: I remember I one year I beat Chris Carmichael in the yeah. uh, DK coach, 200, which used to be Lance Armstrong's yeah. coach. And then um, one year I raced it. What's the German dude that like did? Jens Voigt. Jens Voigt. Yeah. I Jens raced Voigt it with it. Jens Voigt yeah. one
1: yeah. year. Pretty yeah. crazy. Probably the, yeah. arguably one of the best cyclists ever. Just yeah. for the longevity, the dude just yeah. raced. At such a high level for so many yeah. years. So then the 200 went to
0: they they added a 350. So you start in the morning, a, a right. day and a half evening. You start. Oh yeah. Or afternoon. Like a, like a day and a half four before. Or, yeah, the day before. The 200, and you go oh, this all this <laughs> length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all night. night. You don't stop.
1: Yeah. 350 miles. That took me 20, crazy. Twenty six. I think 26 and a half hours. 26 and a half hours yeah. took third, but
0: then you did something even crazier than that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, did a race called the Tour Divide. Tour so it's Divide off road mountain bike style race that starts in Banff, Alberta, Canada. So it's about about 250 miles north of the U.S. Canadian border, um, north of Montana um, or the little Idaho, um, little long part of Idaho. Um, Ways up there, it's all down the, the Rocky Mountains, and you race from from there uh, to Mexico. The tw- almost 2,800 miles, um, and this is completely self-supportive. So no, no friends, no team, no outside <laughs> Did you guys support. Hear that?
0: <laughs> you start in Canada and you end in Mexico, yep. and you ride the the divide, which the Continental Divide. Uh, uh, Basically, yeah. you stay on that yeah for 2800 miles and you
1: sleep as little as possible and race as much as possible hmm. sleep I, I didn't even carry a tent slept in a, a bivy a ground sack basically and a sleeping bag and and how many days did that take uh, you 17 days and two hours and
0: 35 minutes <laughs> That's, I, there's other people that do yeah. this that take over a month yeah
1: to do it yeah. My next time, I wanna to tour it. I wanna do it for fun. I wanna yeah. do it and enjoy it. And I'd like to do it with you. you. I'd love that, I'd be fun. No, You'd have to adjust your speed I'd like drastically. <laughs> I
0: would. would <laughs> be awesome, would be awesome. A hundred miles a day. But how many people started that race?
1: Uh, a few
0: hundred. A few hundred. Yeah, and yeah. The, there's some really elite endurance athletes yeah, in there. The year, you year I finished, it, I finished what? seventh. Seventh with some of the top yeah. elite
1: endurance athletes in the world. Yeah, the year I did it, um, the record was smashed. That was it's it like it opened up that year. It's like when DK started getting big. Eventually, that 12-hour mark is not even a, a thing. So yeah, for, Jensen did for it, this 10:30 uh, or yeah, something that one year. Yeah. yeah, for this, you know, the 15-day mark was kind of what we thought was unheard of, and uh, it's crazy. You know, There's like a cool documentary called "Ride to Dubai" that if you haven't seen it, yeah, so I've seen it. Definitely check it out. So they during that they were chasing the record the entire time. At the time, the record was 19 days, and you know, we had. Ten of us that went faster than that. And that's so amazing. It's a, it's amazing. a cool, cool event. Uh, yeah. Just one of those that just I don't know. It just changes your outlook on everything, and you know it's neat to see that part of the U.S. that you know you rarely can even you really can't even drive much of it. Right. Um, at such a slow pace. Yeah. you uh, your I average 160 miles a day, but it's really only nine or 10 mile an hour average. You're just pedaling. Go slow. The high. It's high. That's as fast as you can go. You're carrying your food and sleeping bag and provisions and everything else, okay. and you, know, you just go Ooh. slow. But crazy, it's fun. yeah, crazy. There you can ah. do it. All right. it's, it's back on my bucket list.
0: Well, <laughs> I thought if we did it, we should do do a fundraiser for one of our favorite yeah uh, nonprofits. I love that. Which is Soul Orphan Project. Gold Orphan Project. Yeah. And we did do a trip together down to Haiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just tell just
1: give a minute on that yeah Um, so the global orphan project is a a, it's a local not-for-profit that is on a a grand international scale um, that does not just orphan care um, a big part of what they do is orphan prevention which I think is Mm -hmm. often overlooked Um, so what caused the, the situation, what caused the rift in the family to begin with? Was it lack mm-hmm. of income? Because a lot of times orphans aren't, their parents aren't necessarily gone. They, mm-hmm. they can't support the children. Um, they can barely support themselves in all these countries. So, um, so the Global Orphan Project kind of helps um, mediate that through you know, providing jobs, providing income, um, fair wages, whether it's you know, a, a print shop or a, you know, they have tilapia farms, whatever it is that can help sustain a community that has you know helped supported through the church and then help keep that family together is, is kind of step one, you know step two is is, is orphan care and prevention as well too. So um, and education education it's, absolutely yeah. there's there's pass through programs that help you know mm-hmm. kids domestically and internationally um, yeah. as as they age out of the, the of the program. Right. So uh, very very neat organization. Um, I actually had coffee with Ivy a couple weeks ago oh, nice. in Chattanooga. Yeah, um, and just. Reached out to him on a whim and was able to meet up with him real briefly one cool. morning, and um, so we had a, a cool marketing guy at Global Orphan that was also a cyclist. That's kind of how it happened. Is yeah, I met a cycling was was partnered with Global Orphan, and then um, a mutual friend of ours was also into cycling. Was the marketing guy, and so we put together these really fun trips to, to Haiti. Um, trying to, uh, we, I think we did four bike ride, three bike rides in Haiti, and then did two in Uganda. Um, It's kind of neat to once again see something on such a grand scale, but do it by bicycle. Yeah, at a a very Very slow, cool, interactive pace. It was fun. Yeah, very. It was a great trip. I did one to
0: Haiti with the group, Mm -hmm. and we gave we also took a ton of Cannondale bikes, built them up, and gave them to the kids and all that kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And and then I actually took your dad to Ethiopia with me, and helped start some stuff out there in Ethiopia as well. Well, let's let's go to the audience now. People are always ask me, uh, "Hey, where do I go to get a bike?" and you know, what kind of bike should I get? I always send them to you. Yeah. So, Great help help some people. I know even through maybe describe what's happened through COVID and help people get started with a bike if they don't yeah. already have one Absolutely. if they're not already Absolutely.
1: into it. Um, it can be kind of intimidating walking into a bike shop or even starting the online process because that's where a lot of people start their shopping these days is is in front of the computer or on their phone. Um, There's a lot out there and I would say first and foremost um, you're, you're shopping for a relationship with a shop or you're shopping for a shop is the big thing. So you could walk in into here or one of the other dozen shops in Kent City area and, and get a good, capable bike. Um, hopefully you have someone that'll help you outfit it, but there's a lot more that goes to it. And if you have know, someone walks in the door and they think they're looking for a certain type of bike, um, asking those questions and having someone on the other end be able to answer those questions and tell you or help instruct you or guide you to the right type of bike because there's so many offerings out there. Some people just want to get out and ride for leisure, ride for fun, ride with their family. Um, you know, A, a guy might want to race with his buddies, whatever it is, um a good shop can help point you to the direction of that bike and you don't have to you don't have to break the bank you know i would we talked about this a little bit ago almost rather a person spend a little bit less um you know buy buy a entry-level bike spend 500 bucks even buy a used bike instead of buying you know the two thousand dollar bike that you may or may not ride find out what works for you um something obviously that meets your budget but the, the type of riding that you want to do can evolve and change as well too so find Find a bike that fits you well, that works for you, and, and a shop that can help cater to that, I think is the the most important thing, so. It's great, so
0: the thing about Cycle City, it's a full service shop, so you can get, you could pull an old bike out and get it fixed here. Um, you can come in and sometimes by a used bike, yeah, and then there's a place. pretty good inventory here of brand new bikes. Right now well. there is, yeah.
1: Um, now, right. I know in COVID, like they were flying out the door because everybody's trying to get outside. Major challenges over the last, I guess, almost 11 months now. Um, right now we have a, a good selection of bikes. Uh, racks are pretty well full. We don't have a lot of extra inventory in the back, but for the most part, if you walked in looking for looking for a bike for you or your family, we could most likely outfit you. Um, Six months ago, that probably wouldn't have been the option. This summer we had almost empty shelves for several months, unfortunately. So kids' bikes and hybrids were probably the two, uh, I guess mountain bikes were probably the, they were all challenging. (laughs) So uh, right now we have a great selection of kids' bikes, great selection of hybrids, which are really what, what most people should gravitate toward. It's a bike that can get you down a paved trail or a crushed gravel trail um there's a lot of trail systems in the kansas city area that can be explored by bike and a hybrid's a good option for that and oftentimes the the lowest price point as well too which is good but um yeah the, the inventory issues over the last year have been pretty pretty challenging um stuff bikes are coming in um parts are always a challenge tires tubes chains you know brake pads the little things that after doing this for so long you almost take advantage of but um you don't really think that you know, we might not might be able to work on your bike, but we might not have a chain that fits your bike. So we're trying to adapt to that as best we can. But um, yeah, we're doing we're doing the best we can considering yeah. the situation. So. People ask
0: me a lot uh, because I know I'm a cyclist. And so one of the things I find that people don't understand is that, they, that there's actually sizes of bikes. Yeah. like you can come in here and actually get fit for a bike, which is very important. makes a big difference. Over the long haul that you have the right fit. It'll matter with your knees and your body Mm -hmm. and your positioning your comfort level, yeah, all it that. It really does go a long way I think sure. the other thing is people don't realize that there's several different kinds of bikes. So you've got mountain bikes, you've got hybrid bikes, you've got gravel bikes, you've got road bikes, and then the, and then e-bikes. Yeah, we've got a decent selection of e-bikes E-bikes well too, are going, so
1: and that's really hot now definitely too. Definitely growing, so it allows that customer that may or may not be able to ride at a level of the capability that they would like to, or they want to ride with a spouse or a group that, that is able to ride longer, and they just don't have the, the ability to do so yet that's a cool thing is that e-bike can kind of allow a rider to grow um, with the bike as well too but sizing is a big thing for sure so i'm i'm 6'3 um you know my son i just finally got him a a good mountain bike that we've been having a hard time finding one for a while um he's five foot tall he's on a a small adult bike whereas i would be on an extra large adult bike um so that obviously the discrepancy there is is huge but you know it's to be able to walk in and, and you have you have someone help you find the size that is proper for you. Cause it really does make a difference, you know, in, in comfort and fit and, and the ride quality and the enjoyment of it. So if you don't enjoy what you're riding, you're not gonna wanna spend right. as much time on it. So. Yeah. It's fun. I Like when I travel with people, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll usually
0: rent bikes a yeah. few times yeah. a day. Yeah. I mean, not a day, a few times a week, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm the cyclist and other people aren't, they'll, they'll rent e-bikes, I yeah. get a regular bike. Yeah, and is. they can absolutely crush me up yeah. the hill. it's crazy. They're it just a laughing huge at me. Difference. So yeah. that's a little tip for all of you. Yeah. If, you to, if you want to get an e-bike, you can hang with just about anybody yeah. for sure, for sure. <laughs> I had one guy who was riding with me up a mountain yeah. on an e-bike and he couldn't figure out why he was beating me because he knew I was you know pretty good. And yeah. I said, well, let me explain to you how much wattage a an e-bike yeah. puts out yeah. versus yeah. a human a body, difference. you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, also price ranges, give yeah. like what's kind of the bottom level, you know, yeah, price, price range that, and then what is it,
1: like give us what it goes up to. Sure. Yeah, as far as a new bike, um, adult bikes, we're going to start around $450 um, in most categories, hybrid and, and mountain bike. Um, so usually that, that $500 threshold will get you in and out the door um, as far as for a starter bike. So... Uh, road bikes are gonna start a little bit more, traditional road bike. One of the main things is the, the shifters and brake levers are all integrated. So it's just a lot more mechanism, a lot more moving parts to a traditional road bike. And they're gonna start, um, start about 800, uh, maybe 900 bucks for a good road bike or gravel bike. Um, as far as what they can get up to, we just took a deposit on a, on a bike and unfortunately won't see it for several months, but um, on, a, on a Moots, a handmade, so the handmade titanium frame out of Steamboat Springs. Um, right at nine, nine thousand nine so, ten yeah, yeah um, they can definitely get up there for sure so um yeah we have a few we have a couple six thousand dollar bikes mountain bikes finally finally have some good higher-end mountain bikes so that's been a big thing this year so i yeah. have a couple in stock right now which is good so great
0: yeah, They, can, they can yeah, got. people are always <laughs> a little shocked when they when they yeah, uh, hear how much you can is... spend on a bike i used to have people come in and say i bet you spent a lot on a bike like 500 bucks I'm yeah going... <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it's all, all yeah, about yeah. perspective yeah, yeah
0: we'll, we'll you know <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway <laughs> well, um yeah so that's that's a great so the other cool thing is that this shop has all the other stuff that you're gonna need yeah you know like if you're doing long rides the kind of fueling that you do mm-hmm. with food so all all the kind of fueling that joe and i use on long endurance races are in is in the shop yeah you've got helmets, Helmet you've got shoes, yeah. you've got clothing,
1: you've got gloves, all the different accessories that you there's need. There's a lot to it. The barrier of yeah. entry can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it can be overwhelming. It's probably the biggest thing. But the nice part is once once you're set, you know, you're know, you not gonna be paying monthly fees or dues or anything to go to the gym. It's just nice to be able to get outdoors and enjoy what you wanna do. Yeah. You know, on, kind of on your time is the big thing. And uh, There's a lot of people that have a lot of extra time right now. So yeah. folks that are working from
0: home or whatever the situation is. Yeah. And I'm an advocate because it's like therapy for me to ride a bike. Yeah. I mean, not only does it bring out that childlike wonder and love of the world, but I can see a lot of the world. I can, I can, it, there's something about the, th- literally it helps my mental health. Yeah. Like sure, endorphins. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do it by myself. There's benefit. But when I do it with the community of people that you can get mm-hmm. to know, some of my best friends are cyclists yeah. now and all yeah, that kind a great, of stuff. Great community. Mm-hmm. Great sure. community. Yeah. So thanks for your service to uh, the Kansas Kansas City area through Cycle City and through your uh, nonprofit work as well. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right. um, Very good. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining in. Cycle City, come check it out.